Om Jnana Tadirandhasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurim Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha So we have a lot of nice, smiling, Krishna conscious faces here today. Everyone looks very happy in Krishna consciousness. Are you all happy? That's Krishna's blessing. How many devotees here today don't live in the ashram? Visiting from outside. Hands up, let's see. Very nice, very nice. So this is very much wanted, that so many people will come to the temple to hear about Krishna, take up Krishna consciousness in their own lives at home. Actually, Śrīla Prabhupāda's desire was that the whole world should become Krishna conscious. That doesn't mean that we have to build huge temples and everybody has to move in the temple. Rather, it means that everyone should convert their own home into a temple. One time Prabhupāda was on a morning walk in Paris and they were walking in the area where there are so many embassies, embassies yeah. uh, consulates. So they saw Embassy of USA, Embassy of USSR, Embassy of Britain, Embassy of Japan. So one devotee said, Prabhupada, just like every country has its embassy in the capital city of every, in every major city of the world, Prabhupada said, why? Why? In a challenging voice. Why in every city of the world? Prabhupada said we should have in every house. He said that we want, when we go on our morning walk in the morning, that when we're walking we'll hear out of every house, ding, 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 ding. Everyone is doing puja. So I wanted to discuss a little bit today about family life in Krishna consciousness. What does it mean? How to practice Krishna consciousness at home? Sometimes we think that Krishna consciousness can only be practiced properly by brahmacharis living in the temple. This is a complete misconception. If that's a fact, then our movement has no future. We see that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, many of his leading devotees and followers were Grihastas. Advaita Acharya, Shivananda Sain, Murari Gupta, so many devotees, they were householders, but they were very dear, close associates of Lord Chaitanya. We see Krishna spoke Gita to Arjuna. Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, was from the external point of view in the Grihastha ashram, and so was Arjuna. Now there's no doubt that those who are brahmacharis, we recommend stay brahmacharis. Because if you can remain in that position and remain fully engaged in Krishna consciousness, that is a very easy way to make spiritual advancement. Because in householder life there are so many social and family responsibilities. You have to bring money, which means you have to spend a lot of your time doing some job or business or whatever. Then the parents, they have to see that the children, they're properly fed, they're trained, they're brought up nicely, that the, uh, the children are trained to be responsible citizens. Plus family life means there's so much social life, the uh, in-laws, friends. Gen- there's generally some consciousness of sense gratification. So if one is a brahmachari, it's if he's remaining strong, better to remain brahmacharya. However, if one is not so strong, then he may also enter Grihastana. The idea is not that how he'll enjoy sense gratification so much, but how he will live a little bit more relaxed life. Relaxed means he won't be, he won't be able to follow all the rules and regulations as strictly as the brahmacharis. Of course, if a Grihastha can follow as strictly, that's also very nice, but generally it's very difficult for Grihastas to follow as strictly as Brahmacharis. For instance, it may 
the, the brahmacharis they're accustomed to get up at four o'clock in the morning. But if, for instance, in the family life, they have a young baby who's crying all night, it may be difficult to get up early, so early. I know this very well because I traveled extensively in Bangladesh and we always used to stay in Krihasta's houses. So Bangladesh is famous for a big population in a small country. So in one house they'll have all the brothers with their families living and there'll be lots of young children and pretty much guaranteed at least one of them is going to be screaming all night. So these are some of the realities of household life. Brahmacharis, if they're thinking of household life, they should also know that it's not going to be like going to heaven. Because of maya, we think, sometimes we might think, well, if I was married, everything would be very nice. But actually, of course, there are so many difficulties also. But anyway, some brahmacharis may get married, and many people are joining our movement who are already married. So those devotees who become interested in Krishna consciousness who are already married, sometimes they think, well, this family life, it's all maya, which may be true. But it's not recommended that you... Sometimes they think, well, I should leave my family, come to live in the temple. But that is not recommended. It's recommended that you stay in family life and make your family Krishna conscious. Now, how to do that? Because uh, once you're in family life, you have to take that responsibility. In Krishna consciousness, we want to see uh, strong grihastas. Not that uh, someone, they're feeling some difficulty, then they think, oh, I should leave. I should leave my husband or I should leave my wife. Rather, we should be strong in our grihastha life. And that will, be a, that will be one kind of preaching. To show people how they can live in their family life and at the same time be Krishna conscious. Now, the ideal situation is where all the family members become interested in Krishna consciousness. Husband, wife and children. Unfortunately, that is not always the case. Sometimes the husband becomes Krishna conscious and the wife doesn't. Sometimes the wife becomes interested but the husband doesn't. Sometimes the parents become interested but the children don't. There are all different kinds of combinations. Or sometimes one member, maybe the wife becomes very serious and the husband becomes half serious. There are so many different combinations and permutations. So anyway, let us discuss what is the ideal situation. So that devotees can have some idea what they should be doing in family life in Krishna consciousness. Now ideally, the family members, they should have a clear understanding that the goal of life is to become Krishna conscious. Instead of having Krishna consciousness as part of their family life, rather their whole family should be centered on Krishna consciousness. Do you get the distinction? The family life should be organized so that all the members of the family can develop Krishna consciousness. Krishna. Now again, that may be a little difficult because one or both of the parents have to go to work, the uh, cooking has to go on, the house cleaning has to go on, the children have to be looked after. But if there's a will, there's a way. If you want to, you can add Krishna consciousness to your life in a very positive way. Now some basic things which everybody should follow are, first thing is everybody should chant Hare Krishna. They should chant Japa. Ideally, they should chant 16 rounds. Those who are serious about Krishna consciousness, in any ashram, they chant 16 rounds minimum. Now you may think, well, how can I get time? Well, one answer to that is that if you're so busy that you don't have one and a half hours to two hours 
time to chant Hare Krishna, then your life is wrongly organized anyway. If you're so busy that you don't have one and a half hours free time throughout the whole day, every day, then your life needs some reorganization. Now one possible exception to that statement is that of women with young babies. Because the young babies, they take up a lot of time and attention. Of course, in traditional families, the all the brothers, they live together with the grandmothers and so they all, all the women help to look after the children. Nowadays, they have the nuclear family. Just husband and wife with two or three children. But as the saying goes, nuclear family is like a nuclear bomb. It's very difficult to live just a small group. It's easier to live in a bigger group. Because then all the family responsibilities are shared. It's like if there are many women living together with their children, then they can all help each other in the cooking, looking after children and everything. So modern families means just a small unit, which, is, which puts a lot of strain. So another of the aims of the Krishna Conscious Movement is to set up communities where Grihastas can live together. Prabhupada was very interested in setting up farm communities where Grihastas can live together, cooperate with each other, and help each other materially and spiritually. But anyway, even in the, even in the, in the unnatural conditions of modern life, everyone should be able to get enough time to chant 16 rounds. On top of that, the family members should chant together. We should have an altar in the home with pictures of Krishna and come together, the whole family, every, to, every day, offer some incense to Krishna and chant kirtan together. Instead of watching TV, they should look at Krishna and chant Hare Krishna. In fact, if you really want to make spiritual advancement, I always advise Grihastha devotees, get rid of your TV. No TV. The TV is like a big demon in your home. It's constantly preaching materialism and captures our mind and intelligence. So, if we really want to make spiritual advancement, better chant Hare Krishna and don't watch TV. I've seen sometimes I walk into Grihastha's homes and they're sitting chanting their rounds watching the TV. This is nonsense. This is nonsense. Did you add that? It's glupas. It's nonsense. You, you should... We should be very serious about our Krishna. So another important thing, of course, these are very basic principles, but uh, just by instituting them in our homes, they will change the whole consciousness of our family life. Another thing is to offer all our food to Krishna. Eat only Krishna Prasad. That means don't buy bread, biscuits from the shop. Cook everything at home, offer it to Krishna, and give it to your family members. And actually, even, even for the emotional nourishment of the family members, food which is cooked at home is, is much better. If the mother is always cooking nice things for husband and children to take, they'll feel satisfied not only physically but emotionally. Whereas if they just, there's just some bread from the shop, there's nothing, there's no feeling in that. So, the wife's job is to cook different nice preparations, offer to Krishna, and then distribute to the family members. Which brings us another point, to another point, how to maintain the peace at home. Because often there's friction between the family members. Now of course, if we become Krishna conscious, that means we should become more advanced. But still in many, because it's Kali Yuga, there's often friction, tension. So the Vedic system is 
that the father and husband should be respected as the head of the family. And the woman's role is to be wife and mother. Nowadays, women are mostly advertised as sensual objects to be enjoyed. But it's much better for the women's own happiness and for the peace in society that women develop the mood more of being like a mother rather than a prostitute. That uh, the mother is always thinking how to look after the children, how to serve the husband. A life of sacrifice, actually. Therefore, women's role in society is so important because if they're acting as mothers, then the ch- they're, they're very protective and loving to their children, then the children will grow up also with very good consciousness. Whereas if women behave very loosely, you know what that means, loosely? Means that even they may be married, but they're still always flirting with other men. Then it will s- cause so much disturbance in society. Of course, in the modern age, women, they mostly don't like to hear this kind of thing. There is the women's liberation movement, in which they say that women should be equal in every way to men and have all, be, have all the same rights and everything. But Prabhupada is very much against this. He said that uh, women, by their very bodily constitution, must be dependent upon men. That if they, when, when they give birth to children, then they need a husband to support them. In this way they are dependent. They're also emotionally dependent. So actually Prabhupada became very unpopular among the women's liberation movement in America. And there was a lot of publicity against Prabhupada's preaching that women should be submissive to men. One time, uh, one woman newspaper reporter came to Prabhupada in America to challenge him. Uh, but Prabhupada was just giving this logic no, women should be dependent upon men. So in the end, the woman newspaper reporter became frustrated. You then, all the problems of society are caused because women are not submissive to men. She asked very sarcastically, and Prabhupada said, yes, that is the cause of all the problems. Mm. So, that general principle is there according to Vedic culture, that women should have a submissive rule. That doesn't mean that they're treated like slaves. Yes. Slaves. Yes. Slaves ah, means, yes. according to Vedic culture, they should be protected. That means looked after very carefully. Just like you protect something that you consider very valuable. Uh, women should be uh, protected. It's said in the, in the Vedic literature that in a, in, the, in a home where the women are respected, that the goddess of fortune comes automatically. Now, ultimately, of course, we understand that we're not women, we're not men. But Grihastha life means that we've taken such roles, husband, wife. So we should live developing our Krishna consciousness at the same time uh, carrying out our social and familial responsibilities and try to become more and more absorbed in Krishna consciousness. Just like now you're coming to the temple then you can engage more and more in the activities of Krishna consciousness. Uh, Gradually, as you become more accustomed to the activities of Krishna consciousness, you can also introduce your friends to Krishna consciousness. Of course, everybody is different, but those who become more inspired, they can preach to others also about Krishna consciousness. Everybody can preach. You can preach to your friends. You can preach to your colleagues at work. Maybe if household devotees become more experienced, 
They can organize little kirtans in their home and invite the local people to come also. In this way, in this way, Krishna consciousness can spread in every neighborhood. So, of course, our brahmachari devotees who are listening, they may think this is all very boring and irrelevant. And irrelevant, no meaning. So, uh, but they should know that they are going out preaching. So preaching means we want people to become devotees. And most of our devotees are going to be householders. And we, we have to very much welcome anyone who comes forward with any interest of in Krishna consciousness. Because they're living at home, they may not be able to make very quick surrender and give up all their attachments as brahmacharis do. But brahmacharis shouldn't condemn them for that. Rather, they should congratulate them that they have come forward so much and encourage them to come forward more and more and more. So anyway, I just spoke some very uh, broad principles of Grihastha life. Exactly how each person implements it in his own home situation, he has to see for himself. How he adjusts his life, especially if some members of the family are not so agreeable, that introduces a whole new set of problems. But the general principle is that you can be Krishna conscious at home. And although we're saying that Grihastas, they may have to make so many adjustments, they may not be able to come so quickly. Actually, Grihastas, they can also become very much advanced devotees in their home life also. And there are so many examples. Our own Srila Prabhupada was Grihasta most of his life. Bhaktivinoda Thakur, our great Acharya, he was Grihasta almost all his life. He had 13 children and he had responsible government position. But still, he wrote so many valuable books of Krishna consciousness, so many wonderful songs. And he preached Krishna consciousness. And another very important thing, he gave birth to a pure devotee, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati. So our Grihastha devotees, they should try to bring up their children so that they can also, their children can also be great pure devotees of Krishna. Because our movement needs so many preachers. So, if their children are trained up from birth in Krishna consciousness, that is a very great opportunity to give them. All right, anyone li- like to ask any questions? Repeat. Repeat in Russian. <laughs> what, what I can recommend to those Vihasas who are uh, full-time engaged in, engaged in, in temple, and uh, he returned back to home only for to sleep several hours and after that he again going to the temple. Well what more can I recommend? They're they're already fully engaged. But they, they have to see to their family responsibilities also. See? They have to see to their family responsibilities also. They can't just neg- neglect their wife and children. They have to see to that also. Hmm. Um, but if uh, Husband and wife, they are living in temple and they also uh, training their uh, child. Mm-hmm. Is it normal situation? Normal situation is that people work on the land or they do some business or something like that. But if you're so lucky to be fully engaged in Krishna's service, that's better than normal. If you're so lucky, you know the word lucky? Fortunate. He has son. Repeat the question. Repeat the question in the mic. Okay. Well, this is a common problem that I am Krishna conscious, but 
I'm engaged in Krishna consciousness, but my children are not interested. Or, I'm engaged in Krishna consciousness, but I want to get my parents interested, but they're not. The answer is, you can try, but if they're not interested, there's not that much you can do. So, better invest your energy in those who are more interested. If your son's already grown up and he's not interested, well, anyway, he has to choose his own life to lead. Give him prasad whenever you can. But, uh, why put so much energy if someone's not very interested? There are so many people who are interested, why not preach to them? That you have to be a little detached. Especially, like I say, if the child's already grown up, when the birds get... When the birds grow their wings, they fly away. You can't force anybody to be Krishna conscious. Mm. Any other question? they established the principle that we should uh, donate 50% to Krishna consciousness. And Prabhupada also did it. But how to cal- calculate how much we should Well, see how much you're earning and give 50%. Is it devotional service? Certainly. If a devotee has in another city wife and uh, children, does he be responsible for them or what to do? Of course, if someone has wife and children, he is responsible. You have to think. It's easy just to... Say goodbye. But Krishna doesn't teach us that. Just like it was easy for Arjun just to leave the fight. But Krishna didn't teach him that. Common question Did you say in the mic? When Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was living at home as a young man, his mother asked him to get married. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu agreed. Immediately quoting one verse from the Shastra, that if one is living at home, he should be married. In other words, every human being is supposed to be responsible. Either he should take the responsibility of helping to, directly helping to fulfill the spiritual master's mission, or he should take the responsibility for some of the many single women who are interested in Krishna consciousness. But if someone neither wants to take the responsibility of, of Brahmachari life nor of Grihastha life, that means he's not very serious about anything. If you think that, well, Brahmachari life is too troublesome because you have this temple president telling me what to do all the time. And I, I have to get up early in the morning. But Grihastha life is also too troublesome because instead of the temple president telling me what to do, I have my wife telling me what to do. And I have to go to work. So the best thing is... Enjoy the facilities of the temple, but don't get too involved. Don't get too much involved. Uh, don't, don't come too close. Stay a little outside. Now, if someone is single, interested in Krishna consciousness, at some time, he should make the decision. Uh, that When he becomes more serious, he should think, what situation is best for me to properly use this human life in the service of Krishna. And if he's not ready for that full surrender to Krishna of living a strict Brahmachari life, then he should get married, that's all. And mostly devotees who live like this, after some time they get married anyway. Because it's very difficult not to be married unless you have a very 
strong engagement in Krishna consciousness. There's another question. Someone what to do in, in such a situation where uh, some of uh, husband or wife they are not uh, so serious in Krishna consciousness, they are not uh, eternal. And the situation is uh, already several years, so long, what to do? This is a very common situation that I was discussing. One member is serious, the other is not very serious. The answer is that you have to do the best you can in a situation which is not so favorable. Just like we see Srila Prabhupada, his wife was also a devotee. But she wasn't serious like Prabhupada. She wasn't interested in preaching like Prabhupada was. Prabhupada was interested in preaching even in householder life. So anyway, Prabhupada remained in family life until his sons were grown up. He carried out his family responsibilities. And when his sons were grown up and competent to look after his wife, then he left home to preach to the world. So if your wife is not so serious, well, you just have to tolerate that and encourage her as much as possible in Krishna consciousness. And you yourself remain serious. It may not be the most ideal situation, but you can take it that maybe it's Krishna's arrangement for you, so that you may become detached. Because ultimately everyone has to become detached anyway from household and One should discharge one's family responsibilities with all seriousness, but then towards the end of life, when the sons are grown up, then he should become detached from family life. So you can take it as Krishna's mercy on you that he has put you in this situation. Question. Uh, the question is, how many is it possible to have uh, wives or husbands and from which point, which moment? One, if you can handle one wife, that's good. If you can look after one wife properly, that's good. One, if you can look after one wife properly, that's no. good enough. It's, a, it's enough headache. Why you want more? In the Vedic tradition, polygamy was allowed. Men who, especially men who are very rich, they could, chatriyas, they could have more than one wife. And except in the very rare case, of course the Draupadi comes to mind, a woman only has one husband. Anyway, Prabhupada recommended in our society, not recommended, he told that, Although polygamy is, a Vedic, is allowed in the Vedic culture, he said our devotees shouldn't be interested for that. Having more than wife, one wife means more opportunity for sex. So when one devotee asked Prabhupada that if he could have another wife, Prabhupada said, no, we want to decrease our sex life, not increase it. Which is another very important point, which I didn't mention in the lecture. That naturally between husband and wife there is sex attraction. But that should be utilized only for propagating Krishna conscious children. As marriage should be on the basis of responsibility. And it's understood that there is a license for sense enjoyment. That license means there's some restriction. So that is possible to control that very strong sexual urge if in the family life there's a strong concentration on serving Krishna. Uh, if there is... If there's strong focus on yes, serving uh, yes. The question is that uh, if somebody has uh, children and his uh, parents not allow him to grow them in Krishna consciousness, to train them in Krishna consciousness. Who has children? Uh, if someone has children, mm -hmm. his uh, father, but his father 
I mean the grandfather. The grandfather. And not Allah. What to do? Because What to do? These are common and common and difficult problems. In this situation there may be some struggle that the uh, the father has to establish that, the, that these are my children and I should train them in Krishna consciousness. You have to you have to see each situation differently because every situation is different. People are different. Sometimes parents are Or, or grandparents are turned away from Krishna consciousness because of the immature attitude of the new devotees. Just like you can imagine the scene. You can imagine, I'm just going to give an example. That someone becomes interested in Krishna consciousness, hmm? the devotees preach to him, and they tell him that meat eating and illicit sex and gambling and intoxication, it's all demoniac. So he goes home, and there's his mother making the borscht with bones in it with meat bones, with the meat bones in it, like she's done for so many years, thinking that I'm feeding my children and making them healthy. And her child comes in the door, and she affectionately asks him, How are you? And he tells, You demon. <laughs> so naturally they can't understand. <laughs> and they think Krishna consciousness is some dangerous cult, which, which makes the children into crazy people and splits the families. So actually the parents of devotees, they can, be our, they can be our best friends or our worst enemies, like our minds. If the parents are favorable to our Krishna consciousness, then they'll tell all their friends also. But if they don't like it, if they think that it's uh, something which turns the children against them, or it's something which is dangerous or very bad, they may form some organization which tries to stop our movement. So our, de our devotees should be very careful in dealing with their parents. They should be very careful not to act in a way that they unnecessarily turn against us. Now some parents we find that even if the children behave very nicely with them, still they're completely against Krishna consciousness. But many of them, if you don't try to change them overnight from all their bad habits, but if you deal with them very nicely, then gradually they may appreciate it. Even some parents from the very beginning, they appreciate it. Just like when we were in Tambov, some local ladies came. They were all about 40, 50 years old. They didn't know anything about Krishna consciousness, but they were curious, so they came to listen to the lecture. And afterwards they were talking among themselves. And they were saying that it's very good that so many young people are coming and talking about God. Instead of just hanging out on the streets, drinking, taking drugs and causing trouble. So some parents may appreciate, others not. Yes. Generally, it's very difficult for parents to listen to any preaching to them by their children. It's very difficult for them to accept that their children could teach them anything. So we should be aware of that. We should bear that in mind. But that particular question that was asked, that if the parents want to make the children Krishna conscious, but the grandparents don't, what to do, then I think in this case, as nicely as possible, you should assert your right to guide the life of the children. Because you have responsibility for the children. Parents have a spiritual responsibility to guide the children to Krishna consciousness. Especially when the children are young. If somebody is not living in the temple and he, he is feeling difficult to stand up at morning early, uh, what to do? He should mechanically to develop this or it will come itself. It won't come itself. Getting up as late as possible will come by itself. 
Getting up late will come by itself. <laughs> That's why Prabhupada, when he was asked this question, when Prabhupada was asked this question, one devote, one, someone asked him, how can I improve in my Krishna consciousness? Prabhupada said, move in the temple. Because he said, then at least we'll force you to get up early in the morning. Because if... <laughs> Because if you're living at home, you'll sleep late. If, he's, if you're living at home, you'll get up late, Prabhupada said. Is it true or not? Somebody says that it's depends on himself. That's true. If someone is determined, I know of so many families who they get up early in the morning. But if you're not determined, then better live with those who are determined. Why not? You got the gift of Krishna consciousness. Now, if you don't, if you're so lucky not to have family responsibilities, why not fully engage in Krishna consciousness and help to spread it to others? Why be selfish? What that just how I can be Krishna conscious by myself? That's so not Lord Chaitanya's movement. Lord Chaitanya's movement is do good to others. What to do in such a situation in, in which uh, some of uh, husband or wife? Uh, Implant with Krishna consciousness is interesting to follow everything, but uh, influenced by uh, her, her, his uh, parents, mm-hmm. uh, not to change his uh, faith, uh, Orthodox Church, and uh, to remain in previous uh, condition of well, you have to neutralize that influence as much as possible. If, the, if you're living with parents who are inimical to Krishna consciousness, it's very difficult. If you're not, then just be aloof as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Aloof means don't go and visit them so much. When Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was asked, what is the proper behavior of Vaishnava behavior? His reply was, Asat Sangatyag e Vaishnavacha. That householder devotees or any devotees they should give up bad association what does that mean if we just do that the idea in Vedic culture if we circumambulate anybody it means giving respect to them you'll find many times just like after Indra offered prayers to Krishna before he went back to Indra Loka he circumambulated him so the idea is we shouldn't give respect to anybody else in front of Krishna because he's the supreme respectable person that's it all right, so we'll finish there and again this evening. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai.